0: more. How can God promise to do immeasurably more in your life, even when you see less of everything you want? Perhaps less is actually the gateway to more. Let's talk about it today on Dreamers and Disciples. Welcome to Dreamers and Disciples. I'm your host, Wade Joy. This is a weekly podcast to help you reset your rhythms and renew your dreams as you dream the way a disciple does with open hands. Now, last week we talked about portable purpose and learned that purpose isn't something you chase, it's a responsibility and a gift that you carry. And I wanna stay in that flow this week as we tackle a scripture that you hear a lot in church, but I believe we often misunderstand its full context. And if we can really look at it through a new lens, it has profound implications for our lives and how we live them with a sense of purpose. And our two key verses for today are Ephesians 3, 20 through 21. And it says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now, before we really dive into that verse, uh, a couple summers ago, I was watching Jaws with my family, and my kids really wanted to see a shark movie, but I didn't adequately prepare them for the fact that you don't see the full shark to the end of the movie. So they were excited to see the shark, and they saw the fin at the beginning of the movie. They heard the famous theme song. The tension was rising, but they started to get really bummed, like, Daddy, when are we going to actually see the shark? And when the moment finally came, they didn't react the way I expected them to. And so instead of being scared, instead of, you know, really just being in awe of of this shark, they started laughing and they were pointing at this TV and they were mocking one of the greatest movies of all time because of how fake the shark looked. And it didn't matter to them when I was explaining it was cutting edge technology at the time. All they could do is say that it was so much worse than anything Marvel does and, They turned into some really savage critics, but it was a good chance for me to explain the concept of less is more because the less you saw of the thing you actually went into the movie wanting to see, the more enjoyable the movie was. The more tense it was, the more suspenseful it was, less is more. And it's something we're all familiar with. Less time on Instagram means more time in person with the people you love, Less online shopping means more money in the bank. Less donuts equals more abs. I personally don't like that one. I want it all. I want more donuts and more abs. I'd settle for just one ab, but so far I don't have that anointing. But we usually don't want less is more when both are things that we want. We usually want more and more. So you want more relaxation, but also more influence at your job. You want more free time and more money. But usually a trade-off has to be made to see less of one thing that you want now for more of what is actually most important. So with that tension in mind, let's look again at these two key verses from Ephesians. Now, to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Now, I used to always declare this scripture in my previous life as a worship leader when I wanted people to shout, because who doesn't want to shout about God doing immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine? Believe me, I can imagine a lot. And I'd almost treat it like God would take my dreams and crank them to 11. Like God, if he could outdo my wildest dreams, my wildest imaginations, then that sounds like a pretty sweet deal for me. And even though I knew that this was right in the middle of Of the book of Ephesians and the the letter that Paul wrote, I treated it almost like it was his mic drop moment at the end of the letter that more was coming my way no matter what. More success, more happiness, more joy, more money, more of every good thing that you can imagine. And that sounds great, but it doesn't always line up with real life because when you look back over your life at different seasons, and especially for a lot of you in the last several years... Uh, There have been times where you haven't looked out and seen the more that you wanted to see. You see less of what you hoped for. You see less of your dream. You saw less comfort, less hope, uh, fewer friendships. You wanted more, but the more that you wanted is nowhere to be found. And so Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 can sound great to shout about, but I wasn't shouting about immeasurably more when my youngest daughter, Sydney, was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis. That didn't look like immeasurably more to my wife, to, for me, for my daughter. We were looking at less life expectancy, less freedom for her to do some of the things that other kids can do, especially over the last several years in a pandemic. We um, had less of the security and the dreams and the hopes that we had imagined for our daughter in the moment that we found out about her diagnosis. And many of you are in that same spot right now. You just got a call that shook you to your core. And the more that you had banked on and hoped for and worked for and worked towards now is gone and you're just looking at less. And then sometimes, instead of seeing uh, less of the things you wanted, now you're seeing more of the things that you didn't want. You're seeing more anxiety, more worry, more fear. You saw more, but it's not the more you actually wanted to see. And so as I've meditated on this and wrestled with it, it makes me wonder if we've misunderstood the more that's promised in Ephesians, at least the more that Paul is writing about here. And so this is the main question for us today. How can we as a people of God claim to worship a God of immeasurably more in a world that feels like immeasurably less? And as we wrestle with this question and look around at our lives, wondering where the more that we prayed and hoped for is, I think it's important to go back and see what Paul was experiencing as he wrote this letter and as he made this declaration to the churches reading it. And here's what's interesting. Like I said, it didn't come as a benediction at the end of Ephesians. It's at the end of chapter three, going into chapter four, almost like this is the hinge the book swings on. And right after he makes this declaration about immeasurably more, here's what Paul said. And I think it really is important for us to understand the context of this promise. He says, as a prisoner for the Lord, then this is chapter four, verse one, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. So if you're not seeing what you expected immeasurably more to look like, you're in really good company. Paul's immeasurably more looked like a prison cell. And that's incredibly hard for me to grasp. Paul was seeing... Less, less freedom, less visible fruit of his ministry, less comfort, less financial gain of security, but he is talking very confidently about immeasurably more. And I can get this if maybe it was just a momentary bad day, but to say this in prison and and in the midst of persecution, it doesn't make sense that he doesn't seem to doubt that it's real, even though he's in circumstances of less. But I believe that there's two key words in these verses that actually are incredibly important for us to understand what he's talking about. So let me read it one more time. It says, Now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. Those are the words that help put this entire verse into context. According to his power that's at work within us. See, God showed me that all these years I've been looking in the wrong direction to find more. I've had the wrong focus. I've looked for it in my job, in my career. I've looked for it in a promotion or a platform. I've I've logged into my bank account balance and tried to find it there. I've looked for it in the gym. I've looked for it on the news. And while sometimes I saw momentary glimpses of it, the lasting reality always seemed out of reach. Because the more Paul is writing about in Ephesians isn't without It's found within because the more Paul is talking about has less to do with what we see, everything to do with who we are becoming and what God is building inside of us. So maybe this is the best way to say it. You may not not always see immeasurably more, but in Christ, you are becoming immeasurably more. You may not always see immeasurably more, but in Christ, you are becoming immeasurably more. And when you read scripture, context is everything. So if we look at the verses before Ephesians 3, 20 and 21, to see what Paul said leading up to it, it's all about the internal work of God. So if we start at verse 16, it says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Notice all the the interior language there about your inner being, Christ dwelling in your hearts, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Paul is praying that they would experience the process of sanctification. See, we're saved by grace through faith in Jesus, but it takes a lifetime to work out the reality of that through the power of the Holy Spirit. It takes a lifetime for our hearts to come into alignment with who God says we are in Christ. But many times as we follow Jesus, we wanna bypass the inner work of the Holy Spirit and immediately get to the external reward. We wanna get to the blessings that we can see, but usually the blessing is found in who we are becoming, and we don't see that very easily. We don't always see what we are becoming while it's happening. Now, do I believe God wants to bless your life and that He can do things in your circumstances that are beyond your wildest dreams? Yes, I'm living proof of that. I'm married to the woman of my dreams and I have three beautiful girls. Uh, they're more than I can ask or imagine for sure. But the most important work God wants to do in me and in you is truly that. It's in me, it's in us, it's who we are becoming, and we don't always get immediate gratification from that. If anything, it's the opposite. Oftentimes to become immeasurably more in our character, in our faith, and our trust, we have to be willing to see less of some of the things that I personally don't like to do without. See, the way to more always leads within but it often starts through the doorway to less. So I want to talk about one specific way seeing less of something you thought you had to have, something you think you need, can actually lead to you becoming more through the power of Christ. So you might see less fulfillment but God wants you to become more faithful. You might see less fulfillment, but God wants you to become more faithful. Now, I think one of the most dangerous lies today is that the chief goal of our life is about personal fulfillment. We're bombarded with that value from all sides in our culture. It's dangerous because not only is that a completely self-centered way to live, but if being fulfilled is your goal, then anytime you aren't fulfilled, our culture says to leave an abandoned ship. So you're not fulfilled in your marriage, the world says, move on. You're not happy with your job, the world says, quit. You're not being fed in your church, the world says, find another church that you leave in six months for a completely different reason. Now, I can't say for certain, but I doubt Paul felt very fulfilled in prison. I don't think he often saw the evidence of the impact he was making. How could he? He was staring at the same four walls most of the time and had no way to check on Instagram to see how his churches were doing. I think there had to be a lot of wrestling with God, a lot a lot of hard questions, because Paul's resume looked a lot more like pain than progress. If you want proof, here's some extra credit. Uh, whenever you're done with the podcast, go and read about Paul's trials in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and ask yourself if it looks like a picture of dreams being fulfilled. Here's the cliff notes. Paul's resume looked like persecution, like shipwrecks, like beatings and sufferings. It doesn't look like what I thought living a life of fulfillment looked like. It didn't look like uh, following your dream and everything that your dream promises you would look like. A life of immeasurably more to Paul looked like more suffering, but somehow that didn't affect Paul's view of his success as a follower of Jesus. Setback after setback didn't stop him. He kept showing up to do what God had called him to, no matter the consequences that awaited him there. Didn't always look like progress, but Paul didn't judge success by the progress he could see. It had nothing to do with the fleeting feeling of personal fulfillment. Had nothing to do with chasing his dream to make him happy. Because here's what I believe Paul knew, that I'm trying to get deep into my heart, and I pray you can too. Success isn't achieved when you feel fulfilled. Success is achieved when you've been faithful, and specifically faithful to what God has called us to as followers of Jesus, because Paul was incredibly successful. There was an impact Paul was making in his world, and for the next 2,000 years, that he would never see the evidence of, and if he had stopped short of the calling of God on his life when things were tough, all of church history would have suffered, He wrote many of his letters from prison. There was fruit because he was faithful. His times of suffering in prison caused him to cling to the Lord in a completely different way. So do I believe God is a good father who wants good things for his children? Yes. Do I believe that every good and perfect gift comes from God? Yes. Do I believe there's joy in the Lord? Of course I do. But I also know that as a father, everything that is best for my child might not be what fulfills her in that moment. I want them to trust me as their dad. And in the same way, I have to believe that our Heavenly Father knows what He is doing with what He has created. And get this, this is very, very important for us to get deep into our soul and into our heart. The kingdom of God isn't about me being fulfilled. It's about God fulfilling His purpose in me and through me. And I believe it's through that that we do find ultimate fulfillment, but it doesn't always feel that way. In the process. And so we so often put God in a box believing He has to do what I dream or imagine. What if there's a dream God has for your life that's beyond your dream, that is totally different but immeasurably better? It might not even be on your radar right now. And I would hate for you to miss out on it by not being faithful where you're at and by constantly uprooting yourself. See, the fruit God wants to produce in you and in me doesn't happen when we chase after it. It happens when we stay faithful. And that's exactly what Paul said in our main text. He said, I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power. See, power comes from being planted in what matters, from being faithfully rooted in God's love for us and being committed to living out that love in every sphere of life. It comes from letting our roots grow deep through love, which doesn't happen when we continually uproot ourselves when things get tough. In fact, love calls us to root ourselves deeper when things are tough, to root ourselves deeper in our love for God, to root ourselves deeper in our knowledge of Him, to root ourselves deeper in our love for each other. And So many of you aren't feeling very fulfilled right now, but I believe the word of the Lord for you today is that you are incredibly successful in the eyes of God because you are faithful And that is where fruit is produced. It's where God is producing fruit in your life right now, even if you don't see it. This is where your character is being formed. I want to continue to encourage you today towards faithfulness. Keep anchoring yourself in God's love through prayer. Let your roots grow deeper in love as you live a generous life. Keep being kind to the person at work who is so mean to you, but God has called you to love. Keep obeying your parents and honoring them. Keep focusing on the things that increase your hope. Keep making the small daily choices to serve someone, to make the phone call, to be an encourager. Keep serving with a joyful heart in church. Keep taking one small step after another towards loving God and loving others. And Paul gives us an indication of what this faithful life looks like in uh, chapter four, verses one through three, as he continues. He says, As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Now, we love to talk about calling, but it usually doesn't involve being humble and gentle even when being mistreated. We like talking about being called to great things, but here Paul's talking about living a life worthy of the calling you have received, even in a prison cell. This is the life that you can carry with you into any situation, the presence of God within you, because that's where your testimony for Christ speaks the loudest. And so we have to hold our life up to that example and ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate our hearts and ask questions like these. Am I carrying more humility and gentleness into every interaction? Am Am I displaying more patience, in a world that runs people over in the name of greed and efficiency? Am I bearing one another's burdens in love? Am I making every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace? And the good news is we can be this kind of person anywhere. We can live out our calling as disciples of Jesus in any situation. Like we talked about last week, your purpose is portable. So you think you're stuck in a position of less? What if you looked at it like you aren't stuck? You're sent. You're sent to carry your purpose there and to bring more light into dark places. What if immeasurably more is less about what we are meant to get and more about what we are supposed to give? What if immeasurably more is less about what we're meant to get and more about what we are supposed to give? Because I believe you are called to bring more light with you into every situation. Immeasurably more light, immeasurably more love immeasurably more patience. You see, the way to more might start within us, but it always leads without. It always leads to us being more to everyone we encounter. And our model of what that kind of life looks like comes from Christ. So how much forgiveness do I offer to someone? Immeasurably more. How much generosity should I show? Immeasurably more. How much integrity do I need to have in this situation? Immeasurably more. How much compassion do I show to my brothers and sisters who are hurting? immeasurably more. So the question I want you to ask in this moment is not where can I get immeasurably more? Where is God calling me to be immeasurably more? More like Christ in the way I love and serve others. See, your inner world will always affect your outer world. And what God does within us is always meant to empower us to be an agent of change as we carry his love into a world that desperately needs the light of Christ. But we must always remember that it is not our own strength that we can be these kind of people or experience this kind of transformation. It's only because of the presence of Christ, and He is the only reason we can be more in a world of less. Paul writes in Colossians 1:27, to them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's why Paul could say God could do immeasurably more in his prison, because he had Christ. And if you are a follower of Jesus, you carry immeasurably more into any situation because in all things, you have Christ in you and out of you is meant to flow more grace and more love and more power into a world that only sees less until you show up. So my challenge to you this week is to pray that prayer daily. Where is God calling me to be immeasurably more? So thank you so much for listening today. I can't wait. Uh, to share with you the next episode, new episodes every single week. And I'd really, really love it if you could leave a review for the podcast. It helps get the message out and helps spread the word. So thank you for doing that. And I'd love for you to uh, leave me a message or send a question on Instagram. You can follow me at Wadejoy, W-A-D-E-J-O-Y-E. And also visit my website for more information about how I could better serve you or your ministry. And so I want to leave you today one more time with this promise from Ephesians. Now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that's at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen.